Hey gang, Melissa Hanalt here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a mom of three corporate burnout that built a secondary six-figure income around my nine-to-five with little kids. This set me free and allowed me to fire my boss and pursue my wildest dreams. It took grit, persistence, and belief. But now, operating multiple six-figure businesses as an online entrepreneur and business coach, I have become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts to take the leap and go all out and live out their dreams. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips, and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. Oh my gosh. From one fellow corporate burnout mama to another, you guys are going to love this episode. Courtney Bono is going to blow your mind. Love her story of coming from corporate to leveraging her knowledge and expertise and her value and really taking a stand and creating her own guardrails around what she was willing to to do, what she was willing to work. And when she wasn't willing to work, she had little children. But then her journey into social selling and leveraging her marketing expertise to literally help launch a social selling business in the past two and a half years. You guys are going to love this story. I have fallen in love with Scout and Seller myself. If you haven't heard of the company, they are a groundbreaking, clean crafted wine network marketing company. I've had so much fun and such joy coaching and leading a number of folks who have joined this movement with this company. They are in absolute vertical growth, but what you're going to love about Courtney's story is that she came from corporate. She set her own boundaries um, as her children were small. She found ways to really pick up some really cool gigs and work her own hours, really kind of consulting in the marketing arena to then a dear friend of hers, an attorney, a burnt out attorney, partnering with her to lift up and off the ground a clean crafted wine business where they decided that their vehicle to getting to market was going to be direct sales. And Courtney happens to have become their very first consultant with the company. And gosh, you're going to love her energy. You're going to love her story. And I just hope that you guys enjoy it. Here we go. Yay. And we are live. Yay. I'm so excited about my guest this afternoon, guys. Got rock star Courtney Bono here. I can't wait for you guys to hear her story. She is just an exemplary example of going from burnout to living all out. She's got an incredible story. So Courtney, I'm going to get to your bio here in a second, but welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you. I love this. Yes. Okay. So and we're streaming live so that you know, we're streaming live through my Facebook community, Burnout to All Out. And we're also streaming through the LinkedIn Academy. So everybody can be inspired by and awed by your work. And then <laughs> no obviously, this will be, what's that? No pressure. No pressure. None. Okay. So guys, here's, here's a little bit about Courtney in case you don't know her. So she was born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I didn't realize that. I love Oklahoma. I've got a, I did a triathlon there a couple of years ago. 20 year marketing brand building career. So like you were set up for what you're doing now. You've spent a lot of time with Dr. Pepper, Snapple, group eight, group eight. I haven't heard of group. 
Group 8, is that a company? She's trained in innovation and spent a year building the Scout and Cellar brand. Some of you guys have heard of this new hot and sexy wine company that's just yeah. taking over the world. She was a part of really starting that up. And you fast forward three years now, she has over 5,500 5, in her organization and she's never felt more fulfilled and building a community of amazing, talented people who all share a similar goal, which is time freedom. So yeah. I love that. Yes. Well, Yay. Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah, right. So let's <laughs> so let's go back. I love taking my guest back to the beginning, like yeah. the Courtney in corporate, like the Courtney who maybe spent a lot of time with Snapple, right? So tell us a little bit of the backstory. What led you up to the you know pinnacle of your corporate career before yeah. before making the transition? I went to Texas Christian University in Fort Worth and went to Dallas right afterwards, got my first job at an advertising agency. I just thought the marketing work was in ads and I loved just the communication piece of, of all of that and dove right in. I serviced the Dr. Pepper account for many years on the agency side. And then transitioned into the client side right after my first daughter was born. And my daughter, Peyton, was born in 2005. And she was born with a congenital heart defect. And I'll never forget when I left the agency world, I was like, we need double insurance. I need to go work. And we even had a cardiologist that said, both you and your husband need to Someone needs to be at a big company. Going in, I reached out. Well, actually, two of my great friends at Dr. Pepper who were my clients, right? They reached out and said, we are restructuring the entire marketing department. We'd love for you to be a part. We're praying for your daughter. Like, would you come and talk to us? And I remember walking into an interview with both of those really solid friends. I just was honest. And I was just like, I feel like this would be an awesome opportunity. I was hired on the spot was put on payroll, was put on insurance. My daughter had her first surgery, one of two. She had one at five months and one at two years of age. And now she's 14 and in the marching band and so smart and so savvy and really healthy and beautiful. I love watching her in her teenage years. But that when I walked into Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, it was such a culture of caring. And I was I, I was so loyal to them as a company because of what they were able to provide to my family just with this amazing job. So as I we talk about burnout, I did have a lot of mom guilt. I commuted 20 minutes out north in Frisco and I remember crying all the way to work going, I don't want to leave my baby, but this is the right thing. But once I was there, it was a blast. And I really did love it. And so I look back at those years and go, as much as I was born like, like burnt out or, or in the rut, I look back at those and I nod to those years because I grew up so much. I learned so much. I was with them loyal and, and climbed up the, the ladder with promotions and things of that nature for eight plus years, was very loyal to the people and the brand. But when I left, it was really to try to have some more time freedom with my kids. I walked away knowing that I would reinvent myself and do something else. And a really sweet friend of mine at the time reached out right when I left Dr. Pepper and said, oh my gosh, you court, you got to be doing something. Why don't you come over to my boutique agency and let's build some brands and you can help me open up some new doors. And so I said, I'll do that, but I got to leave at 2.30 and get kids. 
Like, I love that you were able to like put your foot on the ground. And- yeah, I was like, you know what? I would love to do this, but it's going to have to work around really what I want. And at that point, I feel like companies are hopefully changing where they're allowing some more flexibility because of these devices we are always on, right? right? I start opening up some new doors. We start getting some new traction, new clients, and I'm leaving at 2.30 getting my kids and we're just figuring out how to, you know, yeah, get it all done and get the deadlines done. But that is where during that process, that is where um, I was able to have lunch and meet Sarah Shadnix, um, who is the founder and CEO of Scout and Seller. And I think during that corporate training, and especially my work in innovation, I was really trained to look for ideas, whether it was a promotion or a new brand or a new product that had never been done before. Mm-hmm. How do we create something that's the first to market? Mm-hmm. So my brain was already trained on how do we do things differently with new things. So when she sat down and really had the first meeting with the agency and said, you know, I've got this idea and this is what research I've done and this is what I've uncovered about the wine industry and what's lurking in our wine, I thought, this has never been done before. She is God. And I think people are just born with this visionary heart and spirit. And Sarah is definitely one of those. I mean, she is just a young, wise person who just, she just sees this vision and she, she just knows how to surround herself with the right people to help her just carve the path to it. Yeah. Um, which is super inspiring. So We got scrappy and we got smart. I was on a team of very talented copywriters and creative graphic designers and brand storytellers. That was the highlight during that year was to be with this agency helping her produce Scout and Seller. And during that time, I remember asking her, I was like, Sarah, we got this beautiful brand. We got a name, got a logo. We got a clean crafted wine that's trademarked. I remember her tossing me her credit card and I was like, we can trademark this. Let's do it. But I was like, what's your route to market? How are you going to get these brands into the houses and the lives of of wine drinkers? I said, we've got to figure out your route to market. Are you e-commerce? What are you? And I'll never forget the day she came in and she said, I have chosen a direct sales business model. And I literally, I slapped my hand down on the conference room table and I was like, you're genius because we know that wine is consumed by telling stories. It's shared. It's a powerful vessel that brings people together. And I call it like, it's the bonfire. It's the kitchen table. Wine brings people together and we talk about wine and we talk about stories and we, we relate and we become intimate with, with wine. We share, we get vulnerable. So I was like, this is genius. And for so long after Dr. Pepper too, I had had people reach out going, you know, you should do some skincare. You should do this. You should do other. And I remember thinking, oh gosh, that business model makes me nauseous. And then I, I, it dawned on me as, as we were developing this brand, I was like, gosh, this is kind of everything I've wanted from corporate America. The time, the flexibility, the freedom to kind of report to myself. And when she asked me to be her first consultant as we were growing, we literally 
had a white piece of paper and I was like, Sarah, where do you need to be by the end of this year to break even? How many consultants, you know, like my, do we need? And she was like, we need 75 to break even. And I, I was like, well, okay, I'll put my name on there, even though I'll just probably just buy my own wine and be my best customer. And <laughs> I think my neighbor and I'll call my you know, friend here. And we literally just got scrappy and everybody's throwing out names. And by the end of that particular year, we launched August of 2017. By the end of December of 2017, we had 900 consultants join the business. Wow. It was like, okay, we're on to something. Right. All we were tasked to do was just share the wine, just Mm -hmm. share the product, just share it, just have it in your home, just offer it to people and educate people. There you have it. I mean, it just was, you know, one of those that we just were like, here it is. And it was then when I was like, you know what? This business model needs to be celebrated to no end. (laughs) It does because... The people that roll up their sleeves and do the work are the ones who can really achieve big things for themselves. Oh my gosh. Yes. I've talked about this many times and I'm sure you would agree. I mean, the difference is in corporate and where we came from, you're, the amount of time and effort you put into your job was not necessarily a correlation of your pay, right? For sure. People talk about network marketing being, you know, a pyramid. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's like there's unlimited income potential, right? Like the pyramid is in corporate where you're given a banded salary and you're told that it is what it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love this. So you went from zero to 900 consultants in one year through just organic word of mouth. It wasn't just me. I mean, here I was, I was like, we got to bring in people who know direct sales. And it was like introductions into other people. You know, I'm not like I brought 900 in. Absolutely not. I was definitely one of those that got slow out of the gate. I felt way more comfortable just entertaining and inviting people over and sharing it. But it was it was one of those things where I was just like, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it with me. And I would set goals. And I remember writing a goal on a sticky note to my husband, Mark. And I was like, I'm going to get three people on my team this month. And he was like, go get them. And, but it allowed me to focus, laser focus in on, okay, what do I need to do to do that? Well, I need to call people. And what really made it easy for me is that I knew that at the end of the day, if I reached out and said, hey, I'm curating an amazing team, I want you on it. I want you a part of this this tiny brand that's going to be something big that I believe has this vision that we're going to we're going to achieve. I want you to be a part of it. If they said no, then I'd be like, well, then will you just we start buying some wine from me then? Yeah. (laughs) And if they said no, again, I don't like your wine or I don't want to be a part of it, I'd be like, Will you be a champion and a cheerleader of me and help me network to people who love wine and are looking for an opportunity to be their own boss? So it was just so easy to stagger a conversation because everyone falls into one of those three categories. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And it's like that's the classic model of just the word of mouth mm-hmm. sharing of a product. It's funny. I've got my own bottle. I can't wait to open. Is it? Is it four? I mean, to me on Fridays, four is five, right? Like, is <laughs> Just as long as it's Friday, you're pretty much good in time. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, and I, you know, I've worked with a number of your consultants this year and I've seen like the path of the company and the growth and especially this year since COVID really. Can you share, like, I would love to know. Okay. So you guys started three years ago, right? Yeah. We started August 2017. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And walk us through, if you know the numbers, because I think this will blow some people's minds, like your growth has been insane, right? Like okay. in sales year over year, like where are you guys today versus where you were in your first year? Yeah. So during the planning phase of this, we mapped out a plan for Scout and Seller to in five years, you know, hit 20 million mark. Mm-hmm. When 2017, we launched and we launched during a great time, right? It was fourth quarter holidays, like just, you know, convert your holiday parties into Scout and Cellar and understand this clean crafted difference that we have. And then as we went into 2018, it just took off and we achieved 20 million in that first year. And I remember in that first full year. And I remember telling Sarah like, Oh my gosh. And it's funny because what I've loved so much about her as our CEO and founder is that there was such success so fast that you're going to have growing pains. You're going to have roadblocks. And there were times we did. We ran out of wine. We had to be patient. We had to make sure because, I mean, she has a very tough clean crafted criteria of lab testing everything, making sure it is right. And she is the first one to make a phone call and say, turn your truck around. You didn't pass the test. This will not be in my portfolio. Like those are tough calls to make yeah. when you've got a, a group of consultants that are thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> We need wine. She was like, no, we will never, ever have something that has any traces of, you know, a synthetic pesticide or anything that may show up in in this wine. So we get through that and it's like, okay, well, can we do it again next year? Right. Can we do 20 million again? And we ended up doubling it the following year. And now we're into year three and, you know, it's just, it's, taking on a beast of its own. But going back to Sarah, what was really fun during the building of this brand was developing these core values with her. Mm. And I think a lot of organizations, they just get started because they're just like, I need a logo, I need a brand, I need this, I need that. And they don't take the time to do the exercise. Mm-hmm. Of what are the values? What will guide decision making? moving forward. And, you know, she created these core values of transparency and approachability and authenticity, this passion and this family first. And she used those. And I remember telling her, she was like, really do it. Should I do this exercise now? And I'm like, you do it now, Sarah. And this is how you will hire your C-suite. This is how you will evaluate. And as we grow as a consultant community, those are the people I want working on my team. If I'm reaching out to you, Melissa, and I want you to be a part of my team, you got to understand the values that I have as a person and how we're going to work together. And so that to me was so awesome in its foundation because she as a CEO held true to those and she still holds true to them today. And I know she will still hold true to them 10 years from now where she doesn't let those get in the way. And we definitely went through growth pains of needing bigger warehousing, needing better shipping and fulfillment and all these things. But there was a time I added those things up and I was like, this is a CEO's dream because these can be solved for. Right. They won't get solved for overnight. Nothing really does. But 
warehousing and shipping and fulfillment and logistics and finding more wine partners who are developing and, and growing these wines the way they are, like those things can be solved for. And so that is basically how I totally transitioned into leading this team that was kind of organically coming to me saying, I want to be a part of this opportunity. And I was like, be a part of it, but it's going to be painful during the first few years. We're going to go through hurdles and road bumps, but you do kind of go into this leap of faith. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I call it you stress. Like there's like the distress and there's you stress. It's like good stress. You yeah. Know? It's funny because on a totally different scale, but launching my own LinkedIn, LinkedIn method Academy, right? Like with each launch, it's just gotten bigger and just more resource and more people. And it's a beast all of its own. Right. Yeah. And my husband and I, like I ultimately now I have a CFO who's like managing my books. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I'm seeing the, I'm, I'm hiring employees, right? And so, but to your point, it's like all these things that it's good stress, but it's, they're growing pains, right? And, but I'd rather it be growing pains working for myself, you know, and running my own business than in my own house on my time. That's right. Compensated for it with direct right. impact, direct, directly um, relevant to my efforts, right? Versus working for someone else. It's just oh, a totally yeah. different experience. Well, it, is, it, it becomes so fulfilling that the work becomes like, you don't even feel like you're working. Some people in the beginning were like, are you just working around the clock? And I'm like, I, don't, I mean, honestly, Melissa, this conversation, I don't even feel like it's my job. This it's is fun. fun. I mean, all I we know. do is the wine and we're just hanging out, right? Exactly. That's why I tell people Fridays is Fridays is like dessert for me because selfishly I interview people that I want to learn from, you know, and hear their stories. I'm like, I could totally have a glass of wine right now and just have yeah. this conversation. Yeah. And so it doesn't feel like work, but it's funny. I've been leading a lot of goal setting with a lot of my teams that I have. And I've been talking a lot about this in the sense that you can just say, okay, well, I'm going to write down my goal. My goal is to get to this title and have this much sales or whatever. And then you really do have to do the work of like, here are the actions to get there. Mm -hmm. But what I've been really telling people is that you have to stop and do the work to have this parallel path of your own self growth. Mm -hmm. Of Just sit there and say like, oh yeah, there are times where I could have just been like, I'm out. This company is not shipping my stuff fast enough or could have been just, I'm out, but you have to do the self growth to, to almost have that sense of faith and trust. Mm -hmm. And you have to then figure out like, how do you authentically work your business? That's true to Melissa. That's Mm -hmm. true to Courtney. That's true to whoever you've got to stay in your own lane. Mm -hmm. You got to just be confident of who you are. But if you don't do that work, parallel pathing between your growth, it's nuts. And I have really seen Sarah do that work that's been an inspiration because this whole, you know, this success that this company has had literally overnight, it could alter a person's character and a person's beliefs. But she has so stayed true to her core and who she is and where she wants to go. And that that motivates and inspires all of us. Oh, it's the trickle down effect, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the second that you start doing the work on yourself and understanding your personality and who you are and being the best version of you. Like, I really hope at 75 years of age, I'm like, I hope I'm a better version than I was at 70. Right. Well, I hope I'm a better lantern than I was at 60. And, you know, you just kind of keep recharging yourself 
Because when you do that work, then people are just so attracted and they want what you're drinking. They want to be a part of what you have going on, which has been so much fun. And I'll never get burned out of that. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's so true. It's like, you you either constantly grow, right, and constantly right. learn, or you're basically shriveling up and dying, like reversing and stalemating. And, you know, like, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm kind of like the serial entrepreneur of like starting new things and learning new things, because it's like, that's what jazzes me up, right, is to learn new things, learn new technology. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so a couple things, again, selfishly, because I'm like a clean freak with like health and nutrition. I yeah. want to go back to your wine for a minute. Yeah. I would love to know because some people are going to hear this and they're like, who is Scout and Seller, right? Yeah. And so I, I want to get the word out about your company and your product, because I have fallen in love with the products being one who's very passionate about you know, keeping an alkaline diet and being very cautious what I put in my body. Um, I'd kind of not been drinking much wine just because it made me feel crappy the next day, honestly. And I'm big into fasting and detoxing and all that stuff. But I'll give a shout out to Suzanne Schmitz who introduced me to the wine, right? Yeah. So like, so a little bit just like selfishly and so my listeners can learn a little bit more about the sourcing and the process of your wine, right? So like, I mean, we hear the word clean crafted all the time, but can you go into a little bit of depth just about the wine and the, and the process and how you guys assure kind of quality and that type of stuff? Yeah. So uh, it's basically, it's clean crafted wine and you can go to scoutandseller.com, obviously forward slash Courtney Bono, you'll buy from me. I always encourage everybody to try to find a local consultant because I got to consider myself with my customers like a wine concierge, right? Mm-hmm. I can guide them about what they what they like, what they don't like, what I mean, if I'm definitely not a nutritionalist, I'm not a wine expert, I don't claim to be one, but I was like you, Melissa, I kind of there was a time where I stopped drinking wine because I was like I just don't want the calories. I'd rather yeah. have french fries and a vodka soda <laughs> than um, consume all the calories and the sugar that I knew was in there, right? And then when Sarah came up with this clean crafted wine and it was less calories, zero residual sugars in many of our wines, like, and really she taught me how to sip it slowly because it is a crop that is, there is so much integrity that goes into growing these grapes and hand picking them off the vine and producing the wine is so intricate. Whereas at Dr. Pepper, it was, burn churn and on the line. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) So I was super excited. And then, you know, this whole health and wellness wave, it's here to stay. Mm -hmm. And even within our environment of COVID, like I care about what products I bring into my household, what my kids, what my husband, what my loved ones eat and consume. And so at the end of the day, your wine shouldn't be treated any differently. But what, what happens is basically she goes out and scouts. So she scouts wines from all across the globe. We have like amazing uh, new New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc coming in. We've got stuff from from really everywhere. Is that where the word scout comes from? Yeah. So she scouts for these relationships. And right now, as we've had this, this amazing growth within our company, she scouts for growers who are growing their crop organically and with integrity and sometimes even biodynamically where everything around 
the vineyard and around the the land is organic and and treated so with such care. And then she will go in and she does like a lab test to make sure that everything from a crop standpoint is organic and up to snuff with with no pesticides being sprayed on the crop or any of that. And then she'll, again, test it during the winemaking process to make sure there's been no additives added into our wine. And I think that's where a lot of people are like, I had no idea that somebody would add a chemical to make it more fruity or would add sugar or something that would make it feel sweeter in taste. And sometimes those things are added in to mask uh, bacteria that could have been on a crop so that they could actually have a yield. So there's so much that goes into farming and being from Tulsa, Oklahoma, my, my dad was a cattle rancher and a farmer and we, my sisters and I still run a family farm in Oklahoma and I get what goes into the farming agriculture side of it. And it's tough. It is tough. I mean, they just want to have a profit, but you want to have something that's really good. And, and the whole vision and mission of Scout and Cellar is to change the way in which people are farming and are producing a product. That's mm-hmm. the clean crafted commitment right there is that we can alter the wine industry all we want by saying, hey, we've got a neat consumer base that wants clean crafted wine with no icky stuff in it. Can you change the way in which you have farmed this in the past and be a part of this? And yeah. so that's really the mission is to alter that change. And we're definitely making amazing strides that we're very proud of. That's incredible. This might sound like a random thought, but it made me think about this documentary I was watching not too long ago in the food industry. And they were talking about like where the mass consumption of hamburger meat and like chicken came from. And Mm -hmm. apparently there's such a mass consumption of chicken from Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has made this promise that there's some ridiculously future date that all their Mm -hmm. chicken will be organic. And it's because there's such a mass consumption of it that there's no way that over even a number of years that they can, it, there's no flip of a switch for people mm-hmm. to change the way the, this process works. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they are, they are being high because they're like the number one fast food company for consumption of chicken. They are making this huge impact long term on how these chickens are raised and how they're treated. So it makes me kind of think about you guys in the wine industry and with the growth and with the consumer looking at labels. Now you're literally educating like I never thought about it before, even though I was so cognizant of the food yeah. I put in my body, I never thought about the crap and the alcohol that I was drinking. Ever. Yeah, it's so crazy because you turn to really anything in your fridge, like and coming from a beverage background at Dr. Pepper's Snapple Group, I mean, you can turn and it's very transparent that there are lots of different things that make up that product. Yeah. But, but wine, it's, you know, you, there's no way to like be able to put every single thing in that on that bottle and on that back label. And so this is an opportunity to be very transparent about that. So it is, it is, it's exciting to be a part. Sarah was on a mission. She was like, the end of the day, I want to turn heads in the wine industry. It's for sure those, (laughs) those heads are turning and they're like, for sure. We can kind of close in on this. And so talking about the future of the company, right? Like where is Scout and Cellar headed? What do you foresee over the next couple of years? You know, it's funny as she, she's got a vision where we're headed. We are just so much about growth, but it's really fun right now where I really talk to my team so much about this business. We're so much more than the wine right now. This is about a community of smart, talented people coming together and figuring out like 
how to be a part of something, how to have a business of their own. So I feel like that has been very impactful, but we've grown our community so much, especially over COVID where people are looking for other streams of income. They're looking for at-home e-commerce businesses to be a part of. And this has enabled them to be a part of that and then to be a part of the wine industry. It's- yeah, because alcohol sales are through the roof. For they are. This year, you know, so they I mean, are. you're drinking anyway, right? <laughs> I know. Might as well be clean and it's start crazy. a business. And of course, I like preach. I'm like, let's make sure we're all really drinking healthy. You know, like I always say, you know, this have have a good personal brand with your Scout and Cellar brand and make sure you're a, a healthy consumer. You're not, you know, let's not eat and drink emotionally here. Right. But you're right. There is a need. People want to have their wine delivered to their doorstep easy. And the fact that we just get all the middleman out of it. What I love so much is that we're able to tell a story and it's... So sad. I don't have a bottle of wine and distance from me. But one of the things I love telling people is, well, hang on. I do have. I'm totally yeah. interrupting. I'm gonna. I'm gonna educate everybody on it. Yeah, please do. I would love for you to. <laughs> okay, so here's like one of our wines. Can you see it? Okay, uh-huh. this, this is the Apprentice, and it's got a story. You know, it stems from the bookbinder brand that we have, and and. Finding books back in the day, it's a very complex, hard process. And so this brand is uh, called The Apprentice. But what I love to tell people that they don't realize is that every brand and every bottle, is there's so much care that goes into the crop, the production of the wine, that we have to treat each story and each bottle as this like beautiful brand. And so when you pour a bottle of wine, and even if it's not Scallon Cellar, I'm going to teach you something. When you pour a bottle of wine... You always put your hand over the brand label because that's that's the story of the brand and the care that went into it. And then when you pour it in a glass, you pour it in a glass so that as you raise that glass up, any drips go behind the label and not in front. Integrity and the story alive with the brand. So I have loved that because that just allows everybody to see kind of the, the personal care and the touch we have with, with, yeah. all our, with all of our bottles. I love that. Ooh. I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm sure everybody has learned something today, whether it's, you know, you know, I love like the, the pivot from Dr. Pepper to Scout and Cellar. It's funny. I interviewed the CEO of, have you heard of Burn Bootcamp? No. It's a franchise now. There's like 300 of them. They're gyms. But the funny thing is she used to work for Kraft right? Corporate. And now she's the CEO of this like huge franchise of like health and wellness, like fitness, you know? So it's just funny to think about your pivot from a very big brand, but very processed, very chemically, but leveraging your story, like your story of like leveraging your background in marketing and being able to work with Sarah to like launch this new brand and it being successful beyond your wildest dreams. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, so what's the vision for you within the next, like what, what's your plan over the next 10 years? You're going to ride this wave. Like what does it look like for you? I'm definitely, I'm not slowing down. I tell people every day I'm still recruiting. I still want people on my team. I want to, you know, continue to grow and develop each month. I hope I rinse and repeat and look back and go, gosh, I made those mistakes and let's polish up this or let's clean this up or whatever it is. So I'm continuously trying to kind of improve who I am as a leader and learn. And But my why always was I don't want to be a boss. I don't want to report to a boss. I don't want employees. I don't want to do 
the annual reviews. And so I just view each and every one of the people on my team as partners. And I have never in my wildest dreams, I mean, talk about the caliber and the talent of people who are in Scout and Seller, whether they're on my team or not. I am so inspired by them. I love what they're doing. I love that they're staying pure and true and honest, you know, about themselves and about the brand. So it's fun. I just want to, I just want to keep growing. And I look, I tell everyone that gets in this business, like, give it a year. You have to give it one year. You don't start a business and not give it a year. No. You know, you don't start this burnout to all out podcast. And then after six months go, ah, it's not working. I'm going to, you give it a year and then you go back and say, how many people did I impact from it? Did it fulfill me? Is it making me an income? You know, what is it? And you evaluate it. And I love it because I go back year over year over year and it's, it's double, triple growth year over year over year. And I'm like, well, I can't stop now. So oh my gosh. I'm in and going to just, uh, it's, just, you're like speaking to my soul. I was thinking about this this morning. It's like actually like a podcast I want to do as a one-off, but it's like, Lean into the hard. Like, I don't know. I, I've seen so many people over the past year, like trying to find like the easy way out, right? Like you don't make six figures or multiple six figures or seven figures through the easy. Like yeah. there's no shortcuts, right? It's not a get rich quick scheme, whether it's a network marketing company or starting your own business, right? Like, right. like just do the damn thing and lean into it and commit to it and own it relentlessly and don't make excuses. Just lean in to the hard. There's, there's no shortcuts. It's funny because we were, I was laughing with my business coach this morning when I launched the LinkedIn method last year in October, last year in October, my first launch, I did $1,200 in sales and it was my, my first launch, right? And a year uh, between October and January of that year, I was my, all my social media accounts were hacked. All kinds of chaos happened. My dog died. I was in a car accident. It was like a COVID hit, right? And all the things. And that just, it's one of those things where you can, you can make excuses or you can give up, right? Because there's a roadblock. Or you lean in, like you lean in. And so we were, we were laughing this, this morning because it was like, gosh, this past month, my sales with my coaching program were the, one month's worth of sales were the equivalent of my year long, year long salary in corporate America. Yeah. However, however, you know, people on the back end might think lucky her, right? Or, but the bottom line is back to what you said is it's like, no, 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 no. It was not an easy path. There were all kinds of bumps and scraped knees and failures upon failure and having to try something different and those growth, you know, the growth spurts where you're having to like adapt and that's like, but the learning process creates character. Oh, and that's exactly where I was going. All of that, you know, if you'll allow the growing pains to shape your character to And you allow the growing pains to shape your humility mm-hmm. because you scraped your knee because you fell down and you need help getting up and you need resources and you need talents that you don't have that somebody else has. That shapes a humble, gritty, graceful leader. And I don't know anyone that doesn't want to be a part of that. Yes. Who doesn't want to be around that. Yes, I know the growth, you know, year over year over year is so important because you do find yourself like reshaping 
rinsing off. And, and what? And it's like, what did you learn, right? Yeah, and motivating you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really what motivates us for the next month, the next year, the next in, endeavor. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So true. So much fun. And my, the leader of the board over here is just like blowing up. Everybody's loving this conversation. Oh, good. I can't see anything. I was like, I hope you're recording or doing yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> so and this has been, this has been great. I always love to leave with like, and if you guys have any questions for Courtney, you can pop them in the chat and I'll relay them to her. What I would love to ask is just, you know, so you've, you've taken a leap of faith in a couple of different places. I mean, you took a leap, leap of faith leaving Dr. Pepper. You took a leap of faith jumping in to do this uh, work where you really drew a line. You took a leap of faith with Scout and Seller. So, you know, a lot of my listeners are budding entrepreneurs, right? That are, maybe they're dabbling, maybe they're all the way in, but I really, I want you to speak to the, the one who's thinking about taking that leap of faith. Like yeah. what is you seeing you recreate yourself and taking these leaps of faith that have built the story for where you are today. Yeah. What's your advice to the person who's like, looking over the edge, like wondering if they want to leap, right? Like what's your piece of advice for them? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? We get like, definitely I'm a strong Christian and a believer, but like we get one shot at this thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I've got two kids and, you know, my 14 year old daughter's watching me. I'll never forget doing some things that I was out of my comfort zone. And I was like, Hey kids, can you all be really quiet? I'm going to go in and do this. I'm, I'm doing my first live with my team and whatever. And, and I shut my office door and do it. And I, I got this note slipped under my door from my daughter that says, mom, you're doing a really great job. <gasps> and so many people were like, this is so awesome. Like you're just showing your kids. You're showing your daughter like what it means to be a working mom and love all of that. And I'm all about like, you know, be so I want to be so much more than a wife and a mom and fountain seller entrepreneur. I want to have so many different facets of myself and interest and things I'm passionate about. Right. But what was interesting when I opened up the door after that call and people are like, it's so awesome that you're teaching your daughter how to be so strong and, and want to work and have the drive and passion. But I looked and my son was sitting on the stairs and he had this just grin about him. And I thought, you know what? It's good for my son to see me working. Mm-hmm. Because I want him to be attracted to somebody who's driven and passionate yeah. and goal oriented because that will light him up. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're supposed to do as entrepreneurs is we're supposed to light each other up. Mm-hmm. You give me energy with your businesses that you have launched. And I get Aww. to sit here and go, how do I drive that energy and figure out the next lantern that I want to put in front of my daughter and my son? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my responsibility. So I think it's those things that if you don't take the leap and you don't find the things that are just going to push you forward, then you're missing out. You yes. know, and yeah. I don't want anyone to miss out. So I don't. Know. I love that. I I love that. You know, I just I love those are great parting words. So such good advice, and it's so true. Just being that example. For your children, if you're telling your kids to go after their wildest dreams, you better be going after yours. You got to show them yours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> eight years old, when I'm sitting around reinventing myself and we're at dinner, I want 
you know, my nieces and nephews call me Coco, but I want Aunt Coco to get the wine menu because I'm educated in wine at that point. Hopefully by 80, I will be way more educated. Than <laughs> right now, I'm just thirsty or not thirsty. But I'm oh learning. I'm learning more about this, this industry. So anyway. Um, this has been so good. So thank you for having me on. This is fun. Yes. Thank you, Courtney. So thank you so much for being a guest. I know you brought so much value to so many people. So oh, many people. And educated us about yeah. the wine industry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, awesome. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co. Or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out. And make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second gave me that five-star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode.